Yes. Got it. Nice. Alright. Okay. Okay. Uh so I got my I got my notes right here. And tell me if you can hear this. Which I'm sure you can, but I just you know Like many of you we battled depression during life of Okay. Okay, so that's good to go, right? Yes, sir. Alright, you ready? Ready to go. Alright. Here we go. Three, two, one. Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I'm your handicapped host, professional and a cat host, James Cox. And no, I am I am not the voice of the Scooter from the Muppets, nor have I ever was the voice or Scooter from the Muppets. Yeah, you haven't gotten any of those royalties if you no. if you were. Oh my God, could you imagine? How, you know, I mean, if I did, I what would. I would royalty, man. Like I haven't seen any YouTube money or um, excuse me, TikTok money, and you haven't gotten any from the Muppets or Disney or anything. Oh. No. What gifts? What does a guy have to do these days? All right, speaking of, I'm sure many people don't know who you are. Could you tell them who you no, are? They probably don't. Yes. They probably don't. Uh, my name is, uh, so I'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley, but you can also call me Brosley. And here at the Wind Words, we are the only people to call you Brosley. Yes, you and our fine listeners um, yes. are the only ones that uh, tend to call me Brosley. So, hey, does I'm Allie, good with it. Does, does Allie call you Brosley? Or no, nah. she just calls you nah. what, like Babe or Honey. Uh, or she calls me. She calls me Blake. She doesn't even call me Babe. Um, <laughs> That'll come later on. Yeah, I say I call her Babe, but she just refers to me as Blake. Uh, and it's fine, you know. It's it's. Uh, I think it might be weird if she called me. Yeah, babe. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. I, I I commonly refer to her as babe. I hardly ever call her Allie, and if I do, it's it's usually because we're in some form of argument, and I'm just like Allie. <laughs> I don't say it that forceful, but <laughs> and then she knows well, that it's it, we're into something serious. I'm sure. So. Ar- I'm sure arguments in your house is like I want this, and they're like, okay. Done right. They're, yeah, they tend to. They're, they're usually pretty short lived. Yeah, um, which is always a good thing. Do, I love it. I because I hate being in the situation where you're in an argument with somebody and they won't even freaking tell you what's wrong. Uh, they just they want you to figure it out. And I'm like, stop. I don't like to play that whole mind game thing. Tell me what's wrong so we can fix it. We can move on. Yeah. But I have dated people um, who have done that, where they uh, they want you to figure out what you did wrong, and it's just it's very stressful. I don't like that. If if me and Allie are ever in an argument with each other, it's very short lived, um, and uh, we just want to be done with it, and just <laughs> well, brush it off, and let's just keep rolling. So very thankful for that in well, our marriage, in our three years of marriage that we just celebrated our anniversary. Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, it was like two or three weeks ago, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. October sixth was our was our uh, our three year wedding anniversary. Nice. Uh, we uh, at the time that this episode is coming out, I will actually be at Disney World with Allie f- celebrating our anniversary. Nice. Um, 
That's so gonna, that'll be that'll be fun, man. We're looking got some Halloween stuff coming up while we're there. Uh, Boo Bash at Disney is going to be fun. Um, we're looking forward to being back home by Halloween. So hopefully we, you know, I mean, last year we we kind of all got robbed of of Halloween in different capacities. But yeah. I'm hoping this year. I've never lived in a neighborhood where people actually trick or treated. Right. So I am looking forward to actually having trick-or-treaters and passing out candy and all that um and i I hope i hope that's what we get so cool well yeah yeah. well well, you gotta you gotta you you gotta make sure there's no razor blades in your candy before you before you hand them out you know i'll i'll do my best i'll make sure that i that i thoroughly search my apples and my candy uh before passing them out to said uh trick-or-treaters and uh i can't make any promises but i'll try my best to at least Put an eye on. Nice. How about nice, that? Nice. Yeah. So this is a music album, and you know how I, music album. This is a music podcast. Which okay. was an album? I wish we were recording an album. Yes. Well, we might. I mean, you are a drummer, right? Maybe one day. And I can. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I, one day. And I can try to learn how to sing because because everybody sure. can sing. It's just a matter of you know if you are are um, willing to um, go push the effort into you know which sure. I am. So, oh, but um. But you know how like the vinyl music, right? Right. And I figured that that since this this is Scaretober, right? Uh, Halloween yeah. time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see what they did there? Okay, I so, like it. I like it. So, so I've been wanting these two albums for a long time, and these mm-hmm. two albums are for my favorite bands of all time. And okay. this is my all-time favorite band, Megadeth. Ooh, yeah. And I just bought okay. this on eBay. And I paid a lot, yeah, well, I paid an ungodly amount of money, not too much, you know, for some people, but for me it is. But but I just had had the had this, yep. and I figured it was Halloween because uh, Vic Rattlehead is a skeleton, you know. That's right. Rust in Peace is a great album. Yes, sir. And he's doing something with a with the alien, which I'm sure they're with there. The yeah. Oh, and I've got I've got UFOs on my shirt right now. Yes, yes. And this is a, a shout out to Robert. Uh, my buddy Robert gave me this shirt and Brian, uh, uh, the same shirt, um, whenever we were doing not religious, uh, Allie won't let me wear it in public because on the back, it says, get in loser. We're doing butt stuff. (laughs) 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 Well, we're doing butt stuff. Yeah. But if you turn in over on the back, you'll see the best, um, lineup of making this ever had. And Nick Minza. Uh, Dave Elflin, David Mustaine, and yeah. and um, Marty Friedman. So, yeah, David Ellison has been on the show. Yes, he has one time, and, and we're trying real hard to get uh, David Mustaine on here. Ooh, that would be great. Uh, I can a lot. Yeah, because unfortunately we can't get Nick Mensa because he's not with us anymore. But the second yeah. album I, I I had to get was Metallica Reload, and. Yeah. There's fire on the cover, so I figured that was more Halloween than anything else. Before. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm um, with you. That's a great. That's a great album. Yeah. Underrated album. I feel like. I do. Okay, so I love this album very much, but I do love Load a little bit more. Sure. Just, just, I mean, just because of the, the sheer power of the songs, you know. Right. So I love the memory remains. Off. Yes. Of yes. The reload. That's right. A great- yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm King Nothing. Um. Uh, fuel and and uh, the memory remains is, is like three of my yeah. all time favorites from this album. Um, they are yeah. pops. Yeah, as um, I bought both of them on eBay. Well, no, no, I, I'm lying to you. I bought Reload off of Amazon and 
and and uh, rest in peace off of eBay. Just because uh, okay. you can't find them anymore because they're because they're out of print. You know. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, why not? You know. So I got yeah. them now. You know. So. Um. Very nice. Going on to you. Uh, you have some. Uh. Uh. Like um. A, like a big, 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 big announcement. Some big news, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, in relation to what this podcast is all about, uh, yeah. I thought it would be cool to let everybody know that I actually started therapy last week, um, and it has been. I've only I've only done one session so far. I've got another one in like two weeks, um, but you know, one session in, and I was already looking forward to the next one. I just think it was it was very enlightening, uh, and um, you know we're working on figuring out how to manage my expectations about certain things when it comes to my day-to-day life, uh, trying to learn how to love myself a little bit more. Cause I struggle with that, uh, big time and uh, a few more things that we're just, uh, we're trying to work out. So, um, it's been great so far. I'm really looking forward to the next session and for, you know, growing up in the South, the stigma behind mental health has always been very, very negative. Uh, and uh, it's uh, you're commonly told to figure it out, get over it, whatever you got to do. Um, and I, I think we need to start moving away from that. I think it's I think it's really important for if you feel like you need help and you feel like you need to speak to somebody. And the the cool thing about uh, uh, speaking to a therapist um is there's no biased opinion about anybody that you're talking about. If, if people come up in, in conversation, uh, there's, they don't know the other person. They don't even know you. And right. it's just an opportunity for you to just get some things off your chest uh, and hear an opinion from somebody who has never met you before, who uh, can give you just a brutally honest answer uh, right. up front. And I think that's really good. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to our next few sessions that we do. And I am here to say that if you are on the fence about uh, doing any sort of counseling, dude, just just go for it. I, I, I think you'll like it. I think you really will. But I also think it's one of those things where if you're not ready, then please don't. Because I don't think it'll... Uh, it, it's not totally fair to relate it in the same manner, but you know, like a drug addict, you, you can't make a drug addict go to rehab. They have to want to go to rehab for it to be effective. Right. Um, if you force them into rehab nine times out of 10, it's not going to work. It's gonna fail. I feel like that, that applies with therapy. If you're, if you're not ready to see a therapist, that's probably not going to work because you got this wall that's up and no matter what they say, you're just going to be able to fire back and be like, you're wasting my time. Yada, yada, yada. I was ready. Um, so that's why I went in with a clear mind, ready to just, let's, let's see if we can get things straightened out and I love it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, and excited to see where I end, um, whenever we're done. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. always a good thing. Cause, uh, you know, the better you are, the better, the more outlook of, on life you would have, you know? Yes. So I yeah, think that's absolutely. always a good thing. And that's what I want. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want my quality of life to be a lot higher than it is right now. Right. Um, and, you know, I've got a lot of things going on. Work is stressful and there's house things going on. My day-to-day life is pretty, is pretty stressful. And I just need to w- learn how to work through that because there's some things that I, I can help and there's some things I just can't help. And I have a very hard time 
separating the two. There's things that I just cannot control that I try my best to control. And I've got to learn to accept that that sometimes it's just going to, that's how it has to be. And it's going to be okay. Um, and we'll get there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've never done it before. I'm 29 years old and I have never had any type of counseling or anything in my, any, any type of counseling or therapy in my life ever. So this is totally new for me. Um, and I was hesitant at first, but I did, I sent a message to Darren Marler the other day because when we had him on the show, he was, yeah, I, I was just about to 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 to, to mention him because he was a, a real big um, component in 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 like telling you or or asking you have you ever gone to somebody or you know do you think you need to do you think you want to and I think and I think we, that that we need him back on so that you can tell him how well you're doing right now. You know? Yeah, I I think I would love to have Darren back on. Yeah. Uh, Darren, if you're listening, please let's let's get you back on and we'll kind of follow up. Yeah. Uh, but. I shot him a message the other day on Twitter and just said, Hey, you know, just to let you know, I started therapy the other day. Um, I was very like inspired by what you said when you came on the show and it's been sitting on my mind these past few months since you've been on and uh, it's been great. And I appreciate you giving me that push. So, um, but yeah, go, go check out our episode with Darren Marler from the weird darkness podcast. It was so fun. I, I love his show. He's got a great paranormal ghost uh true crime podcast that he does um did and you, if you are a uh, believer it's faith-based so that's cool yeah and and uh and did you know that he has an actual coffee on yeah yeah dark roast yeah. i have not yeah. tried it but i do want to I wanna, it sounds or, really good i i i wonder if he, if if it's just um a coffee bean only or like cake of because i have i don't really do you know coffee bean you know coffee ground beans i do the cake cup yeah. things I wonder if he has like cake up. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not yeah. sure. We'll have to check out his store. Yeah, um, to see what they offer. There you go. There you go. Yeah, well, cool man. Uh, well, so, cool. so today in music, you want to do that? Yeah, let's uh, let's do it this day in music for October 25th of when this episode is coming out. Does that sound good to you, James? Yeah. So in 1964, the Rolling Stones appeared for the first time on the Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, from New York, performing Around and Around, and Time is on My Side. A riot broke out in the studio, prompting Sullivan's infamous quote, I promise you they'll be ba- they'll never be back on our show again. Uh, the Rolling Stones went on to make, a fur- uh, to make a further five appearances on Sullivan's show between 1965 and 1969. Uh, but in 1968, the double album Electric Ladyland by the Jimi Hendrix Experience was released. Uh, it was also made available as two albums with changed artwork after complaints that the naked women uh, who were pictured on the sleeve were just a little too much. Uh, the female models were uh, were each paid five euros, which is almost seven dollars um, in U.S. currency uh, for the photo shoot, and then another five pounds um, if they posed completely naked. So uh, there's a story about that. And uh, 1969, Sugar Sugar by the Archies was at number one on the U.K. singles chart. It stayed at the top for eight weeks and was number one in the U.S., selling over six million copies worldwide. Uh, the Archies were a rock group based on the comic book characters. Uh, in 1970, speaking at a U.S. radio conference, President Nixon asked programmers to ban all songs containing drug references. Let me know how that worked out for you. Right. In 1986, Bon Jovi went number one on the U.S. album chart with Slippery When Wet, uh, featuring two U.S. number one singles, You Give Love a Bad Name and Living on a Prayer. The album went on to sell over 8 million copies worldwide. 
jump forward a little bit in 1997. After falling over uh, on stage when reaching for a guitar pick, Johnny Cash announced during a gig in Michigan that he was suffering from Parkinson's disease. In 19, also in 1997, the Spice Girls went number one in the UK singles chart with Spice Up Your Life. Taken from their second album, Spice World, the single set a uh, new record, making them the only act to have their first five singles reach number one. Very wow. impressive. Uh, in 2012, Forbes magazine reported that Michael Jackson topped their list of highest earning dead musical celebrities by earning $145 million in the past year. Elvis Presley ranked number two with $55 million in earnings, and then Bob Marley, number three, with $17 million. Uh, they jumped a good bit. Like, you got 17, you got 55, and then just Michael Jackson blows everybody out of the water with $145 million. But I'm sure that had a lot to do with, you know, being close to his, uh, the year that he died. So, uh, and then finally here, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, 2015, American guitarist and saxophonist uh, Marlo Henderson died at age uh, 67. As a session musician, he played on such album, um, on albums such as Off the Wall by Michael Jackson and also worked with Paul McCartney and Minnie Ripperton. And that is today's The Stay Me. Speaking of Michael Jackson, remember, I think it was, I think it was either last week or the week before where you told me that Michael, oh, no, when we, did, when we did that Thriller cover, cover worse Thriller. You told yeah. me that that on some certain vinyl records you can find a picture disc of him with zombies on it. Yes, yes I, you can. It's like the 25th anniversary of of Thriller, I think. Right, and I was able to find it on eBay, but it had that little plastic uh, plastic thing that you slide. I'm like, I can't. You know, I love my actual covers. Covers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Where you can slip it into. I just can't stand the plastic. You know, the plastic covers. You want the real deal? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah so I'm, 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 I'm definitely looking uh, for the uh, that Halloween version of of, thr- yeah. of Thriller. D. It's cool because it's, uh, it's yeah, really cause, cool. Because it has him all all zombified, has, has has his red jacket on, and then a lot of the zombies. Jacket, all the zombies are surrounding him. Yeah, yeah it's just it's, that iconic cover from a very iconic music video, album, song, everything. So, yeah, I love so, it. So anybody who listened in, who listened to the cover wars of Thriller, tell us what you think. Um, yeah, and always uh, tell us what you think by uh, leaving a leaving a review or uh, and also a rating for us. You know, just to make sure that that we're we're doing an okay job on this you know, podcast for you. So yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So well, is, James, you want to get into it? Yeah. So this is the third week of Halloween, right? Or or the Halloween I, month? I think so. Of, yeah. I think this up. is where we're coming up on our uh, the closing of our spooky October Halloween specials that we've been doing this whole month. So, yeah. So um, they've been a lot of fun. Looking looking I, forward to this one. This one's going to be really cool. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah. So with Halloween just around the corner, uh, it is the best time to immerse yourself into tales of the supernatural, the macabre, and the downright creepy. Uh, This being a music podcast, though, we felt it would be fun to take a look at some of these stories that come from some of our favorite musicians. Uh, So can't wait to get into that. By the way, spoiler warning, if you're in a band, as we're going to see with a lot of these stories today, if you're in a band and you are planning on recording at the Houdini Mansion in Hollywood, it is probably haunted.
But anyway, uh, James, you want to get started? <laughs> I like that, dude. You came with the fire on that one. Hell yeah. You're expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so uh, <laughs> everybody knows Alice Cooper. Everybody. I'm I'm a big Alice Cooper. You know who plays golf? Yes. He's a great yes. golfer. He, he's a, he loves to golf. He's a great, yeah. great, great golfer. So. A golfist. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's what they all say, right? Yeah, okay. Golf. All right, so let's talk about let's let's talk about Alice Cooper for a minute, you know? Sure. Okay, so back in way back in '83, um, I was three years old at that time. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper and Aerosmith, Joe Perry, uh, got together to write some new music, only to be totally uneasy, uh. The full time due to their new surroundings, according to Cooper. According to Cooper, uh, he and Perry were both fresh from rehab, and decided to work together on music for uh, for a new film. His best, his manager sent him up uh, with a home in the upstate New York that was an old house in the middle of a farm country. Cooper said, I'm putting my clothes away. I'll... So he leaves the room and comes back. And, and the door, in the closet door is closed. The drawer was packed. And it, it, the drawer I was packing is closed. Hmm. I don't remember closing that. The, the house was full of... The house was so full of, of whatever on the second night that we were there. That don't make sense to me. Um... The house yeah. was so the full of... Yeah, the website had with it, so... Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so we're sitting there and eating dinner, and it sounds like somebody is moving furniture in the basement. It's making so much noise. It's not even trying to be subtle. <laughs> right, it's, yeah. it's making so... Yeah. So Cooper yeah. uh shared his experience with Perry, who related similar experiences since entering the house. We ran out of that place so fast, I found it later. This is where the guy wrote the Amnibial Horror, wrote the story there in that house. Yeah, so, that's, so I have the seen house. That, <laughs> I have seen that movie, and that movie, uh, that house just looks like a, yeah. you, you see the windows and the, and the front of that, the front of oh, that house. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, you can yeah. tell that it's not a, a, anywhere to mess with, you know. Yeah, if you're if you're not a horror uh, uh, a horror mu- movie fan like uh, like James and myself, right. uh, the Amityville Horror is a very 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 disturbing story about a, a a family that moves into a house where people were murdered, um, and then the the father starts to slowly lose his mind, and um, yeah, so the house that uh, Alice Cooper and Joe Perry, oddly enough, uh, hang out in to try to write music for this movie. Turns out to be the place where the the guy that wrote the Amityville Horror wrote that the story is so crazy, man. It's so eerie, man. And uh, oh, and this we we forgot to tell you this, but this this episode is based on horror stories from musicians. Yes, yeah. So this is all from so our favorite musicians. Yeah, right. So it's not like our last episode with Creepypasta. Those, those were stories. These are actual stories from actual musicians. 
Yes, these are 100% true stories from your musicians. Take them, you know, take them at their word, please. But uh, I, I like to think that they're real. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell you about Corey Taylor a little bit. If you're not familiar with uh, Corey Taylor, he is the lead singer of Slipknot and Stone Sour. Uh, we featured Slipknot on our Masked uh, Singers or Masked Bands uh, episodes uh, a little while back. So Slipknot's Corey Taylor has had a number of paranormal experiences over the years something that he tried to come to terms with in his book, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven. Have you read that? I have not. <clears throat> I want to I want to read it. It's on my list of things to read. Uh, I hadn't gotten <laughs> around to it yet, but uh, instances of thermoses flying across the kitchen and hearing footsteps behind him on hardwood floors, only to turn and find no one there. <clears throat> Taylor revealed that one of his earliest experiences came when he and some of, the, of his fellow neighborhood kids explored a nearby abandoned house. He said we called it Cold House. Um, he said, and he compared it to the kind of place that you would dare your friends to go inside of. Uh, one night, a group of his friends decided to go ahead and explore the place together. He said, we were all standing on the first floor of this place. It was two stories, and this thing came down the stairs at us. It was the silhouette of a man that was, um, that was kind of backlit in a way uh, from its own energy. It came down the stairs at us. We flipped out, killed ourselves running from the house. My leg went through the rotted wood on the front porch, and I still have a scar on my shin. Mm. It kind of reminds me of, um, have you ever seen that movie Monster House? It's like an animated movie. It is great. I love to watch Monster House around Halloween. It's so fun. It's just great animation. Great story about this haunted house where the house is actually alive, and it eats kids that (laughs) enter the yard and all this stuff. Um, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. That sounds, that sounds spooky, you know. Yeah, spooky. I wonder if that was like a, a, a um, a, what, what did you call it? Like a, like, it's not like a premonition. It's like a, like, like a, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Apparition. Apparition. Apparition, yes. Yeah. Uh, it could have been. I wonder if could've you saw been. like an apparition of something, some kind of silhouette of something. Um, could be. But that's weird because, I mean, I mean, I, I can't tell you that that's not true, you know? I mean. Yeah. Because if there if there were three people, or, or or like a group of friends that saw the same thing, who am I not to you know say that right. it didn't happen? You know, so it's all weird yeah. stuff, you know. So weird. Vince Neil from Motley Crue. I sure yeah. hope. Yeah, I I, I I sure hope he gets help because I heard him. I heard that he fell off the stage like at like, like a concert of like like a week ago back. Yeah, yeah, it's not doing very well. Oh, shit, man. And he's been in rough shape for a long time. Yeah. I remember they had that that uh, VH1 show about him, right? Um, and like he was, you know, getting off drugs and he quit drinking and he was, you know, mm-hmm. just getting healthy. And he seemed like he was doing okay. Yeah. And lately, it does not seem like he is doing okay. No. So hopefully, he gets himself cleaned up, man. Have you seen the dirt? No, not yet. It's still queued up. I just hadn't got around to watch Dude, it. Dude, you know, yeah. everybody who's listening into this right now, go watch The Dirt on, on, on Netflix. And yeah. it's a good documentary. Not, It's not totally true, but it's a yeah. good thing to watch. You know, it's past time. Good biopic yes. about Molly Crew. Yeah. Anyway, Vince Neil had a horror story, and here it is. Ah. It makes sense that there might be some spirits floating around in Sin City, like there always is. Right? Sin City, yeah. never know what's going on. 
Right. Uh, Molly Cruz and Vince Neil decided to join the Travel Channel Ghost Adventures as they investigated the spirits in room 908 in Las Vegas Riviera Hotel. He told Las Vegas Sun, After what we experienced, I, I, re- I now really believe in this uh, paranormal phenomena, uh, which you watch, you too will scare out of your pants. You will be scared out of your pants. <laughs> Vince Neil. Yeah, right. Um, Vince. Stay in your pants, Vince Neil, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Neil joined the show, the show's hosts, and several other Vegas celebs at a party in the old hotel penthouse in hopes of conjuring up some ghosts from Las Vegas past. That's never a good idea. No, please don't do that. No. Especially with the Ouija board. Don't do that either. Yeah. And um, they said what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes. It probably stayed there for a reason. <laughs> right. Right. So he, he said, uh, we experienced unexplained firsthand encounters, including such including scratch marks on one woman's back, cold sensations, voices, and knocking. Neil said of the, of the expedition, but when we went back to room 908, we really had the shocking, overwhelming physical experience of our lives. I'll have to watch that episode. Yeah. I used to watch Ghost Adventures and different things like that. And then, then they made like 200 of the same show. So yeah. I just I kind of yeah, fell off. There's many, many, bit, many ghost shows. And it's like, which one do I watch? And yeah. yeah, that one does but, sound I mean, interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know who else does a lot of like ghost hunting and adventures and stuff like that? Mark Wahlberg does, does a lot of that. Yeah, huh. um, and he like he does it with his kids, so like his his sons are very involved with with the ghost hunting and stuff too. From what I've heard, now I've never seen any shows. Actually, not Mark Wahlberg. Who am I thinking of? Not Mark Wahlberg. Um, oh my gosh! All right, Parks and Rec. Did you ever watch that? Yes. Okay, so he was Roblo. Roblo. That's okay. It. okay. That's what okay. not not Mark Wahlberg. Rob Lowe does a lot of ghost hunting. He's got some kind of show. I don't know if it's on Travel Channel or not, but where him and his his sons they go out looking for ghosts. So, well, there you go. Heard it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about uh, My Chemical Romance. We've talked we've talked about this guy in particular on our comic book episode uh, yes. because he is notorious for being heavily involved with a lot of different comic books. Um, but uh, let's talk about Gerard Way for a second. If you know the history of My Chemical Romance is the Black Parade album, it's a wonder that they truly did carry on. Uh, uh, anyway, so the album cycle seemed to be cursed for the band, with the, with the group going so far as to print I Survived the Black Parade t-shirts after numerous misfortunes. I wish I had one of those. Um, the strange occurrences started while recording at the notoriously haunted mansion, The Paramore. Now, this is not the Houdini mansion that I mentioned earlier. This is a different place. This is called the Paramore. While there, the band noticed doors slamming and opening of their own volition and a serious atmosphere always seemed to inhabit their surroundings. Singer Gerard Way experienced night terrors while bassist Mikey Way eventually vacated the mansion's most haunted room to sleep on Gerard's floor. The entire band left the mansion before their scheduled time, but a curse seemed to follow them. Mm. Now, I knew about this. I didn't know about the, the haunted 
recording session, but I did know about what I'm what I'm about to speak on now. So during the famous last words music video, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's the music video uh, that takes place after uh, just to set the scene a little bit. So you have when the Black Parade came out, the first single was called Welcome to the Black Parade. They are a marching band, basically on this float and they're performing or whatever. All right. So famous last words was the follow-up single to welcome to the black parade. The music video is actually like a part two of the story where the uh, parade float has crashed and it is on fire and the band is just performing in front of the flames uh, of this. And this thing is engulfed, right? Okay. So during the famous last words music video, Frank Iero uh, jumped on singer Gerardway, causing the vocalist to tear ligaments in his ankle. Meanwhile, Drummer Bob Breyer's leg caught on fire during one take, and he suffered second and third degree burns that eventually became infected, causing gangrene. His pants actually melted into his leg. It was pretty crazy Um, because they're they're all just performing like right in front of these flames, and just they just got a little out of control. And the poor drummer is going to be the first one that suffers. Right, all the way in the back. You just always have to put us in the back. We're always in the back. We can never be up front or anything. We're always in the back. We're the first to suffer. Anyway, um, so Briar would also injure his wrist on tour while members of the band and crew got food poisoning, causing the cancellation of six shows. And Frank Iero also uh, had to leave the tour at one point due to some form of illness. I couldn't really find out what, but what a grueling, that whole album took it. I mean, it did a number on that entire band. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's because of that album, they only put out one more album and then they broke up. Right, uh, and it probably has to do a lot with the circumstances surrounding the recording. Maybe um, they would play every night in costume, and I believe that they played the Black Parade pretty much in its entirety, uh, and went on like world tours and just for like two or three solid years, just supporting that album because it was so huge. Right, and they suffered because of it big time. So. So, okay, so here and that, I think that every every band now should have their drummer turn sideways like Nine Point does. Or put the drummer Safely. in front of the guitarists. Put us, on, put us all in a, uh, dry, a drum riser, okay, and we are elevated and we turn to the front and we flip around and we do the side thing like Tommy Lee and Joey Jordison and Travis Barker and all those guys um, to keep us from the flames. <laughs> because <laughs> right. we have to be in the back. And if there's any type of pyrotechnics, I guess it's not always the case because James Hetfield took a pretty nasty burn <clears throat> from some pyrotechnics gone wrong but really wrong uh, yeah yeah that's true this is this is what i'm talking about this is drummer discrimination and i am against it i do not like it yeah so i'm fucked up i know <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's okay you got out of hand that's I'm sorry right it, yeah yeah but that's okay it's okay <sighs> you got to you, you, there you go yeah i'm just going to sip on my, my limoncello while you tell us about tony iommi tony iommi one of the grandfathers of of metal or is he the father of metal who knows? Probably the probably the father. Grand yeah. no, maybe the grandfather. I don't know. Ozzy is the well, godfather of heavy metal, right? Isn't, isn't that what they say? Well, yeah, but then if he's the grandfather, then once Naomi, because they were, I mean, they were both in Black Sabbath. They're well, is uh, is uh, 
Is Toyami the grand grandfather? Who knows, man? I know he's missing a finger. Did you know that? Yes, sir. And he even made uh, a finger cups to to, to play. Yeah, yeah. He he Uh, lost his. I think he saw it involved, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they said he cut off like the his pinky and his ring finger. His his tips. The 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 tip of the yeah. That's why he yeah, made. That, that's, that's why he made caps for his fingers, you know, so it yeah. doesn't hurt him when he plays. Either. Right? Because he, yeah. I don't know if he was working on something and just slice him off, or you know. He said he worked in a machine shop or something. Okay. And I, something like that. That's why. That's why. So yeah. Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Okay. Um, it's not uncommon for a few guests to be around for recording sessions, but. Black Sabbath had a surprise visitor during their recording of Sabbath Blade Sabbath. Great album. Great album. Speaking of the reunion CD liner notes, Tony Iommi recalled their session at Clearwater Castle in Wales, explaining that the band spotted a special visitor one night. Mm. We were, he said, uh, we rehearsed the, at, in the armory there one night. And I was walking down the corridor with Osley. Uh, we saw this figure in black cloak. I said, who's that? And Osley said, I don't know. Uh, we followed this figure back into the armory. And there was absolutely I'm no one there. Ozzy, I'm going to correct you. Ozzy really said, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he did say that. Shown! Shown! God so, bless you, Ozzy. I love you Ozzy. We, I think we love him. We love him. Yeah. Yes. So. Hey, uh, so we, he said, we followed the figure in black uh, back to the armory, and there was absolutely no one there. Whoever it was had disappeared into thin air, Iomi recalls. Iomi mm. says that the people who owned the castle there were well aware of, of the ghost, which was a surprise to the band. They did have some fun uh, with the encounter. Uh, we spent the rest of the night trying to frighten each other by rigging up all the devi- all these devices. In the end, we were all petrified, and we had to drive home every night rather than stay there. That mm-hmm. defeat the uh, the objective of, of all. I'm so, noticing a trend. I'm noticing a trend with some of these places. Really do your research, and we'll we'll get into the Houdini, uh, the Houdini Mansion uh, before, uh, or the Houdini Hotel, excuse me, um, before before too long here. But do your if you're if you're a recording band and you're looking into uh, to recording somewhere soon, take do your research on the place you're about to go record. Don't look at how much it costs an hour. Look, do do your digging and find out if there have been any type of paranormal encounters that have happened there. I'm sure there's stories, ever, especially <laughs> now on the internet. Just look it up. Just take a look, see if there anything freaky's happened. And if not, then I think you're set. But if so, go in, be prepared to have a paranormal experience. See, there's, uh, but it's not good because bl- look at bloody uh, Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, and Black Parade. Like, did wonderful. There's two reasons why I think that people record in like weird places. One, mm-hmm. it's cheap to get recording hours because Lord knows, you know how, very- how much. It, oh yeah, they're very pricey. Two, yeah. who else can say 
we recorded this album in a castle. Sure. Who can say that? Nobody. That's true. But black, yeah. I mean, yeah. so I guess it's, it's like all about your reputation. Yeah. So I guess it's just one of those two two uh, excuses. I guess you would call it. I'll tell you who didn't have, uh, who didn't give two craps about their reputation. Sid and Nancy. Um, do you like the transition, James, that I did to the next story? <laughs> yeah. All right. So the death of Sex Pistols' Sid Vicious came just a few months after he was charged in the death of his girlfriend, Nancy Spungen. Uh, there are people who feel the love, uh, excuse me, the couple's combustible relationship has carried over into the paranormal world. I love classic rock reports that visitors at the uh, to the Chelsea uh, Chelsea Hotel over the years have reported that Sid Vicious sightings in both the hotel room where Spongen died as well as the hotel's elevator can be seen. Um, others have spotted the musician opening and closing doors while guests in room 100 have reported hearing a couple arguing, someone playing loud music, and even some temperature uh, temperature changes occurring. There is something, there is some type of involvement uh, the story, by the way, if you don't know anything about the story of uh, Sid and Nancy, it is tragic. It is a very, very sad story. Uh, the basis for the Sex Pistols, uh, Sid Vicious, um, was a very troubled young man. Uh, he was also dating a very troubled uh, young lady, and they were not good for each other. And the whole outcome was very tragic. But uh, um, there is some type of connection, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but Jerry only from the misfits, I think was at the hotel when Sid vicious died. Mm. I can't remember if that's what it was. He's got some kind of involvement. I'll have to look that up. Um, maybe I'll look that up while you're, while you're telling us about the next one. But okay. yeah, it, it's a very, it's a very interesting story. Jerry only has some kind of weird connection to that whole deal. So. And it basically me like, the, um, hang on. Oh, Mark that down for me, please. Sorry, uh, what was it? 42 minutes. 42 minutes, got yeah, it. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, um, why the Six Pistols came out with one album, you know. It's never yeah. mind the bugs, here's the Six Pistols. I don't think um, Johnny, um, what is it, Johnny Rotten? Yes, Johnny amazing. Rotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to pursue the music after their first album. I don't know. I, it, well, see, yeah, they, the, didn't, they the, didn't do a lot. And I wasn't a huge Sex Pistols fan, but uh, yeah, they weren't They weren't very active. No. Not very, and I guess it had a lot, it probably had a lot to do with Sid, who was such a, yeah, um, such an icon for the band. Um you know, dying so suddenly and at such a young age. And, you know, poor guy could, he barely started learning how to play the bass. Right. Uh, whenever he joined the band. So, like, you know, but it was all about the attitude, dude. The the punk scene in the 70s, that was, it was attitude, especially the UK punk scene. Yeah. So that was why I wanted him. He had that little, like, snarl. That was it. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about uh, Marilyn Manson for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so many bands, um, have recorded hits, hit records in the Harry Houdini house. Oh! Ooh! <laughs> right? Spooky. 
that's that's the house that you were talking about earlier in the in, in, that's in, it in, that's the one we finally got there there you go uh, but the mansion does have a spooky history. Twiggy, Ramirez, and John Five, which is the respectively bassist and guitarist, um, yes, relayed uh, relayed some of their experiences recording um, Manson's Hollywood, is that yeah Hollywood, Hollywood album, yep, and to uh, to Guitar uh, Magazine, recalling some potentially paranormal experiences. Mm. Twiggy recalled, I spent the night there once, and in the morning, I heard people were downstairs. I heard someone playing the piano. I thought the, the crew had arrived, uh, but then I figured it must have been Vaughn Harris, one of the engineers who used to be in, in the band uh, Nights or Ebb. Okay. Um, playing the piano. Never. No. Uh, I got up, and there was... No one down, no no one down there. Ten minutes later, Bond showed up, and I asked him if he was playing the piano. He said, "What are you talking about? I just got here. I don't, mm. I don't know if he was pulling my leg or something, or if some dead babies were were playing the piano. Dead babies? What the? F- okay. He must have been. Uh, he must have been um, referencing Alice Cooper and his song "Dead Babies." Ah, yes, yes, we did. Uh, yeah, it could have been it. Very good uh, song choice, right there, man. Yeah, it's a great song. So then, the guitarist John Five shared a story that was a little bit more convincing than Twiggy's. On hmm. uh, one time, our uh, co-producer Dave Sardi uh, was in the kitchen and. He was walking back to the living room, uh, and then he recalled there are, there were curtains separating the two rooms. He bumped into something behind the curtains, saying, "Oh, gee, sorry," but when he opened the curtains, no one was there. Uh, so, so there was something going on in the house. There were two. There were so many rooms. Nobody in the right mind would want to stay there overnight. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just. I- I know how but, John Five looks, right? And I know that he's like a very like scary, intimidating person. Uh, if you don't know how he looks, he recently, um, not recently, he's been playing with Rob Zombie for a while. Years, yeah. Very great, yeah. Like crazy good guitarist, but oh, yeah. You know, he's got his makeup, and uh, you know, he's a really tall guy. And uh, I just vis- envision him bumping into the curtains. Uh, and and being like, oh, oh gee, sorry, and just. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit, but I, I'm. I, I think I think it's great. He's it's the national. Okay, so okay, so for people who don't know who who, who John Five is or was, he was a guitarist for respectively Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, right? And yeah. so he wears face face makeup during the shows, and without the makeup, he doesn't seem all that scary. It's just when he has a music when he has a face paint on with the uh, with the mouth. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So that's that's what Blake was getting at. Not, yeah. not. The, he doesn't look weird, you know, outright with no makeup. He looks perfectly like human. No, I think he's a handsome gentleman. Right. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's just on stage, he's very scary looking. And I've heard he was he's the nicest, most humblest guy ever made. Usually, so, how it goes. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I always said like people always gave a lot of crap to like Hot Topic and being like. I don't want to go in there. Those people that work in Hot Topic are freaks and they're weird and they're or mean. They're Satan like, yeah, worshippers. Right. They're so yeah, not right. Satan worshippers and they're like the nicest people in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the red hot chili peppers. We've never discussed them on the show. I don't believe uh, we'll have to we'll have to do an episode on red yeah. hot chili peppers. Yeah, we never have. Yeah. All right. So the Houdini Mansion. <laughs> in Los Angeles is a very popular place to record. Uh, but nearly every act that spent time there has a ghost story. Uh, that includes the red hot chili peppers who famously used the space to record their blood sugar sex magic album with producer Rick Rubin during the sessions. Drummer Chad Smith refused to stay at the mansion stating, I'm not scared of ghosts, but I felt a presence, a, pr- a presence, not a president's presence. Uh, there, were, there were strange orbs that uh, turned up in some of the photographs, and Flea reported spotting a woman in black. Uh, according to Kerrang, uh, guitarist John uh, Frusciante uh, perceived the ghost to be friendly and even admitted um, to uh, pleasuring himself in front of one of them. Ooh, that's that's not, weird. Yeah, mm. but sure. Well, let's give a. Because I did not like the visual of that. No. No, we don't want anybody to visualize that. Get that <laughs> Thank you. Get that thought out of your head, y'all. You know? um, all right. So are you all ready right. to break the wolves down? Dude, I made sure that you did this one. Thank I, you. I rearranged these notes just so you could talk about this gentleman. Here. I love you for this. This is Chris. Yeah, man, I got you. Chris Jericho. So you if, saw it. Yes, I did. Yeah. If you, just you, saw him if you haven't seen Chris Jericho, you are missing out on a on a wonderful experience. The dude, yeah. okay, so a, a lot of people give him crap because you know, oh yeah, you're a wrestler, you can't sing. He can sing, y'all. That dude can. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you go to our Instagram page, you'll see a like a, like like about a 60 second clip of him that yeah. I took when I was there seeing him, and you can see he can actually sing. Yep. So. Okay, so he has a band called Fozzy. Um, so Fozzy's frontman and wrestling superstar Chris Jericho was Woo. once hosted a travel channel show where he was sent to explore potential paranormal activity. Traveling, mm. yeah, traveling to Louisiana for the shoot. Uh, the singer tells us one of the strangest tales led us to this voodoo uh, priestess and this giant burial ground where there are like 50 or 60 people buried there. Uh, while we were there, some very strange things happened and it became like a fight or flight, f- fight or flight thing. It was like, we got to get out of here. It's, this is not cool. Jericho, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jericho who has done podcasts, about and explored the paranormal since his ten teen years tells us. Uh, you could feel it. You could really feel it. And it was not a joke or having having the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> that's, always, yeah. that's always a fun word to say. Yeah. Um, you could really feel that something really weird was going on here. And you better not mess with it. I know the difference between, oh my god, there's something going on in Bump in the Night. That scares me. And you just have this deep feeling or something that's not right about it. It was yeah. really, 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 really creepy, and it <laughs> felt real too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, it's. It, I find like like the human like the, like 
us can can sense like there's like either danger or like a creep. It's it's, it's just yeah. like a just like a sixth sense kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I yeah, feel like what go to like graveyards and burial sites and stuff like that, and yeah. you you know you want to do it for fun and it's just it's spooky and whatever. And it's like, no, man, you don't understand. Have you not seen the movie Poltergeist? <laughs> yes, uh, because. Things happen when you disturb the burial grounds uh, of like ancient Native American burial grounds or wherever, or stuff happens. So be careful <coughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to talk about, okay. So we talked about Corey Taylor, the lead singer of Slipknot. Now we're mm-hmm. going to talk about Slipknot, the whole band, I think. The band as a whole. Yep. Which there's nine of them. Nine, yes. Nine guys. So, you can you can add Slipknot to the list of bands who have recorded at the Houdini Mansion in Hollywood. You got it. Who have noted uh, strange occurrences. The band worked with producer Rick Rubin again on their volume three, the subliminal versus album, which is, Oh man, it's my fave. It's just Blake's favorite and have a few odd experiences from their time there. Um, singer Corey Taylor revealed in the book, a funny thing happened on the way to heaven, uh, that he was visited while taking a shower. Ooh, I was alone in our room. Uh, the door, to our room was shut and locked. The door to the balcony was shut and locked also, but the room to the bathroom was wide open. I was taking a shower getting ready to hit the town uh, with a vengeance, like you all does. I was in a great mood, he said. Uh, singing along with the BGs and washing all the filthy bits and, you know, <laughs> parts that he needed to wash. <laughs> uh, immediate attention to... Yeah, uh, says, <laughs> says Taylor, uh, setting the scene and what a scene he set for us. Thank you, Taylor, for that ungodly yeah. vision. Visual. Yeah, uh, the shower curtain opened a smidge though, and I could see from the room from the vantage point. I looked up, and a man in, in tuxedo walked past the open door, staring right at me. Oh, I know what that is. That's just uh. John Frusciante from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers just there you <laughs> watching the shower. It all makes sense. See yeah. everything. Everything. It all comes back around. Yeah. Problem solved. So Answered your question, Corey Taylor. That was Corey's story, but drummer yeah. Joey Jordanson also revealed that he felt a ghostly form pass through him in the basement and reported his door swinging open at the same time every at nine thirty a.m. every morning. Passing Weird. through them, man. Ugh, yeah, that's strange. I don't, um, I've heard people talk about that. I've heard yeah. about that people feel something like walk through them, like when they they go to like a haunted place or whatever. Right. I don't know what that feels like, but I have a I, it. It's I'm sure be. it's very unsettling. Yeah, unless uh, it's like a, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So we did a Southern Rock episode a few episodes back. Uh, we spoke about Leonard Skinner then, and we're going to speak about him again. Uh, there are some Leonard Skinner fans who believe that a paranormal experience is happening in the trees around the Jack's Memory Garden Cemetery in Jacksonville, Florida, where Ronnie Van Zandt and, uh, and Steve 
uh, and Cassie Gaines are buried. Uh, photographer Don Stollard shared a pair of cemetery photos with Halloween's Unseen, uh, where it appears that the faces of the buried band members can be seen in the nearby trees. Ugh. None of the photos, uh, none of the other photos from the shoot seemingly showcase the faces in the trees, but once Stollard posted his images, fans immediately picked out the one shot, noticing the resemblance of the deceased band members in the trees. Uh, it's as plain as day when you finally see them, uh, Stollard said. I've had a long connection with Skinner and the Van Zants are friends of mine, and they were a little spooked, but comfortably, uh, but comforted by it as well. Uh, it does look like Cassie and Ronnie, and they are buried side by side there. So that's sweet. Sometimes you get a ghost story, and it's very precious. Right. Um, so if and if that is the case, then by golly, that's precious. Um, what a precious paranormal tale. Very but uh, I've never seen that picture. Now I'm curious. It was in the notes, and I forgot to look up the picture of it. So. Um, I'm gonna have to do that. I'll yeah. do that while you're while you're moving on. Cool, cool. Uh, so I like rap in all forms, right? But there's one I rapper. There's rappers that I love and love and uh, the most um, that I like love is uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, he's wonderful. I love that dude. He did a wonderful job with the Black Panther uh, soundtrack. Yes, yes. And I've heard that he has the most. I, I forget he has the most awards won in one show. It's like like his like he has awards of like right under Michael Jackson's. Yeah, right? yeah, he's yeah. um, he's 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 a very accomplished. Oh yeah, artist. I think yeah. you have one of his vinyls. Didn't you used to have it hanging up behind I, you? Yeah, I got one. I I got the album Damn, and I bought it twice because of the because I bought the regular version and I bought the limited edition. So yeah, yeah, big fan. Be humble is a great track off yes. of off that for sure. Exactly, I think that's um one one of the songs in, involved um of uh, Don Cheadle, right? I, I think so. I forget yeah. what the song is, but uh, I've heard it in yeah. such a long time. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So okay, so Kendrick Lamar's story is acclaimed rap artist and activist Kendrick Lamar claims to have been visited by in his sleep. Uh, by the ghost of his l- l- the legendary Tupac Shakur. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Maybe it was just a hologram uh, from a few years ago. Remember when he did the when Tupac did the hologram concerts? Right. I think Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Dr. Dre funded that hologram, right? It was yeah. like it was like forty eight million dollars, and right. Dr. Dre was like, "Here you go." Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, knock yourself out, <laughs> make it, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Lamar spoke of the incident to homegrown radio, uh, recalling how how Shakur's silhouette came in. Um, so he said, uh, "Keep doing what you're doing. Don't let the music die." That's Shakur's uh, uh, apparition telling him that. Yeah. Uh, this experience later inspired him inspired the closing song to "Pimp Pimp a Butterfly," uh, titled. Mortal Man, in which he samples his real life interview with the following rap legend in '94. Huh. Wow. Yeah. To give that a listen to. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It says, "Don't let the music die." That's, that's some inspiring words, you know, because 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 yeah. when you think about you know ghosts coming back to visit you or essentially to haunt you, a lot of people don't realize that yeah. that I mean that ghosts 
can be nice too. And this one, this one was a, was a inspiring. I mean, he said, keep doing what you're doing. Don't let the music die. And that's very inspirational. Weird. You know, so, yeah. 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 Well, you want to tell us about the next one too? Who's oh. so, she's got a new album coming out. She does. I thought she quit. Yeah. No, she's she's coming back, man. She's she's making a comeback. I saw a few commercials for it today uh, while I was at work, so I have to give that a listen because see, music is just like wrestling in some instances. You always come back. Always you, come back. You never fully retire. You know. No. So okay, so we're gonna talk about Adele. Uh, fantastic Woo. voice. Oh my god. Uh, so, she got them pipes. Huh? She got them pipes. She does. She does. <laughs> so once multi-platinum pop star Adele moved into a beautiful new six million home dollar home in 2012, uh, she began to hear strange noises that gave her the creeps. Uh, the singer lavished 25-acre West Sussex. Poverty and previously began been a a a a uh, commit convent yeah convent yeah, yeah. Uh, fit with his very own chapel apparently yeah, that's cool. yeah so, creepy yeah. <laughs> apparently Adele was so spooked by the sounds uh, she heard that she upped her security to around the clock surveillances and and tacked on. Two additional grounds, groundsmen to protect her from whatever spirits have met, have been like been lurking around. Mm. That's what um, happens when you whenever you buy a six million dollar home um, without all, doing your research. First of all, I respect the people who buy six million dollars, seven million, eight million, twenty nine. Sure. Right? But why right. would you need a million dollar house when the when a when a it just like one bedroom house can do the same thing. I don't understand that. Yeah, you know? I agree. I'm right there with you. So, if you got the essentials and you want to take some of the money that you would have spent on buying the house itself, just right. put it into fixing up the inside. I mean, that's what you see the most of. Right. Yeah. I mean, get comfortable. Get yourself a nice TV. Right. Get yourself a uh, a refrigerator that has an ice maker. That's pretty lavish to me. Oh, we're working. On one of those. Have you seen these refrigerators that can that that can connect to like 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 Spotify and Apple Music, and you just turn on. Yes. Oh my God, I want those one somewhere. It's and, oh, yeah. I'd love one too, but I can't afford. So you can, so you can listen to Slipknot. So I can listen to Slipknot or uh, Adele while making my food. You know. There you go. That's you're all. making yourself a ham Sammy, and you got Slipknot blasting in the background, and then you're punching the sandwich before too long, and yeah. as long as you're not making it at the. Uh, at the uh, Houdini Mansion. Yeah. I only did that because I don't I don't have any other stories. Okay. Right. So I had to I just had to get it in there one one last time. Um. But anyway. Well, um. Well, so let's talk about Aaron Carter a little bit. Okay. Uh. It, are Are you familiar with Aaron Carter? Aaron Carter. That's the That's the troublemaker, right? That's not Nick Carter. That's not Nick Carter. Yeah, it's his his younger brother. Nick Carter um, was Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Backstreet okay. Boys. Okay, yeah. yeah. Aaron Carter had his only, uh, his uh, solo career or whatever. Um, there's a really funny story about Aaron Carter that I need to tell you real quick. So, uh, I don't think Allie would get upset for me with me telling the story. <laughs> anyway, she, yeah, so okay. she, 
All right. So shortly after, um, or shortly, excuse me, before we started dating, uh, she, Allie was in a, um, a long, like a five-year relationship with a guy and, uh, they broke up and she was a little sad about it. And her sister and her friend Kayla, uh, went over to her house and replaced all the pictures of the ex-boyfriend in her bedroom with just these random photos. Right. So one of the picture frames, the way that the picture frame is shaped, uh, they put a picture of Aaron Carter from uh, one of his album covers in this picture frame, but the frame itself cut out some of the letters in his name and it cut out the AA in Aaron. So it just said Ron and then Carter, the R was cut off by the framing, right? So her dad, Allie's dad comes into the room and he picks up this picture frame and he's like, who's Ron Carte? So anytime I hear, anytime I hear about Aaron Carter now, I just refer to him as Ron Carte. Uh, anyway, funny story. You know, uh, so oh, Aaron wait, Carter, wait, triple, wait. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I will expect you to text me later and say, please take this out. Do it to Allie, you know. Oh, yeah. Might, yeah. <laughs> I fully, yeah, I, I fully, one, one hour and four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, full, I, I, I'm fully aware of that text coming. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Aaron Carter, triple platinum recording artist and younger brother of Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter, never told his family about the promise he made with his dying grandmother. Uh, according to the singer's segment on Celebrity Ghost Stories, Carter's fun-loving grandma enjoyed pulling scary pranks on him as a kid, but even still, nothing scared him more than when she was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh. Yeah. While his grandmother was a lifelong believer uh, in life after death, Aaron admits he wasn't too convinced until she revealed herself to him through a candle uh, that she made him uh, that she made him promise to light once that she had passed away. Uh, he claims that once he blew it out, her ghost um, apparated in the room with a cold blast that took her shape and said, I told you. Ooh. Wow. Wow. wow dude, so, yeah. Um, she, scared him up. she scared him until the very end. Yeah. She's uh, she uh, she sounded like a fun grandma. For she sure. Did, yeah, we I don't were. know how fun she would have been if she would have appeared after she had passed away no. uh, to play <laughs> a few more pranks. I don't know if I'd have been okay with that. But right. Ron Carte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on from Ron Carte, we're going to move on to Ariana Grande real quick. Uh, Ariana Grande did not hold back about her belief in demons uh, in an interview with Complex in 2013. According to some, fear of demons is a typical Florida thing. We all know about Florida. Uh, but the pop singer chose to discuss a particular experience that took place in Kansas at the Stull uh, Cemetery. Not Skull, not S-K-U-L-L, Stull Cemetery, which I think they missed out on the opportunity to call it Skull Cemetery. Seemed a little more fitting. Anyway, that's just me. Rumored to be one of the eight earthly portals to hell. <laughs> so Grande recalls a uh, smelling sulfur in the uh, in the car on the way uh, on the way there, which according to her is the sign of a demon. Uh, and then seeing three distinct faces in the background of a photo uh, that she that she took uh, to try and see the ominous feelings that she'd been picking up on. Uh, she claims to have later seen a, bl- a big black mass and red demonic flashes. Mm. Okay, so something's wrong with that. If I know yeah. anything, according to the movie Blade... If you smell sulfur, it's vampires. Could be vampires. Not right. demons. And to be honest with you, 
the red demonic flashes, that makes sense too. It could be a vampire. I think she saw a vampire. I don't think that she saw a demon. No. Do you think vampires do exist? Yes. And they're all in Florida. And they're all <laughs> okay. See, yeah. the, the thing about it is they want you to believe that they can't go out in the sunlight. No, dude, they love the sunlight. And that's where they, that's where they relocate is to Miami, Florida. Um, and that is why Betty White is a vampire. And that's why she's still alive after all this time. I've been to Miami, Florida. I have too. So that's, that's, that's when you see all the lavish cars and Bugattis and Lamborghinis. Yep. And such an amazing time. It's like another, like another country down there, dude. It's crazy. We were the only people that spoke English. Really? It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Miami, Florida? Yeah, man. Uh, that, that is where a lot of Cubans uh, like to uh, go to Miami. Okay. Um, and that is a fact. In fact, I went down to a wedding with my buddy Robert uh, probably like 10 years ago. We drove to Miami. That sucked. Because uh, Miami is like the very tip <coughs> of Florida. Like the, all the way at the bottom. And so it took forever to get there. And um, it's not like our trips to Disney World where we drive to Orlando. Like Miami is forever away. Right. Um, but we drove to the wedding in Florida um, for our friend. And uh, the wedding was not in English because everyone there spoke Spanish. So we were the only white guys that were there. And just kind of like, do you know what they're saying? Nope. Uh, do you know what they're saying? Nope. And it was so funny because everybody like, picked on us because of it and we thought it was hilarious we had a great time and uh like the whole time they were like every, the whole wedding was in spanish it was a beautiful wedding yeah and uh and we just kind of sat there and was like do you, <laughs> when, do you know where they're at when do they say the vows where, did you understand what they said i don't know what they said i failed spanish right so yeah i, yeah, I, I, I did too there I was did. no hope for me yeah uh, but anyway yes uh miami is where uh that is where the golden girls takes place it all comes back around it does. Um, that is why betty white is still alive is because she's a vampire and she has uh drained the life force out of blanche and uh sophia and dorothy you know what movie i watched last night yes sir what, what did you watch once bitten have you seen it oh yeah no i haven't seen it but i know what you're talking about classic movie you need to watch yeah. okay so after this you need to watch once bitten and you need to okay. watch the dirt Okay, yep. I'm counting on you. I'll get to do queued up. <laughs> Love vampire movies. So right, yeah. So who who can deny vampires? I wish they I wish they would come in and consent the zombies. I'm tired of the zombies now. A little uh, burnout on them. Yeah, yeah. So uh meatloaf. Meatloaf everybody's heard of meatloaf, right? Um Yeah, I love meatloaf. Very tasty. It goes well with mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, with a side of string beans and uh, some uh, mutton corn. I think that goes well. I think it's a great uh, Thanksgiving dish. we got Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're talking about um, the artist. The artist. Sorry. Yeah. My uh, bad. But the food, Continue. but but the food with meatloaf is, is awesome with ketchup. Have you had it with ketchup? It is very, very tasty. Oh, yes. my God. It's the same thing with eggs and ketchup. Like a, like a, like a butter dish, you know? So, Meatloaf insists that he had a paranormal encounter during the recording of his classic album, Bad Out of Hell. Like the haunting of Alice Cooper, the I Would Do Anything for Love singer claimed that he, but that while he and the producer, Todd Brunson, uh, were, were staying in upstate New York to work with on the record, uh, he saw a ghostly looking woman in white. And I went, oh man. Todd, Todd, hey man, that's Todd Rundgren's groupie. 
That's a joke I did, right? Uh, so he explained the seventies rock um, rock run on the TV show, The Haunting of, um, as the encounter. He's doing it. Right. Yeah. As the encounter became yeah. more intrusive, and one tip tip ripped the sheets off his bed, the singer admits he takes sleeping pills out of fear. Okay. That. Okay. So. Good lord. And that's what I didn't understand yeah. the whole thing. That was weird, weird, weirdly worded. But it, um, it was. It was. Sorry. Basically, but that's fine. But so basically, Meatloaf, the the singer, not the food, a slow apparition. Um, and he said, "Hey, man, that must be my my producer's groupie." As a joke, right? So. Yep. And then uh. Not the groupie. Uh. And then once the once the encounter became more more and more. Uh, he tripped on, he tripped and ripped on one of the sheets of his bed, right? That's what I'm getting? Yep. Okay, yeah, so. Yep. Well, I mean. And then took a bunch of pills just to <laughs> out of calm fear. down. Which is dangerous. It's very dangerous oh, yeah. to do. That's yeah. how people OD and yeah. die, uh, yeah. by taking pills, so yeah, don't be careful do that. with that. Don't, do, don't that. do it out of fear. Just go for a walk or something, man. Get out. Take it easy. Don't don't take a bunch of sleeping pills. No, that's, uh, to calm yourself down. Especially if it's prescriptive. You don't want to take any prescriptive medication. No, no, sir. Prescription no, pills sir. are a lot more dangerous than than what people think. They're a lot more yeah, they did, stronger, yeah, they're, you know. They're very scary. So Yeah. Um, well so, cool. Yeah, man. So that's it, so, man. Ghost stories. That's it. Yeah. Ghost so, stories. So what did you think about all these ghost stories? Do you do you, you think that they're all believable or no? You kind of have to think about the people that told the stories, um, and at, you know, are they stories of years and years and years ago, like when they were in their partying phases? Like, were they tripping on some drugs? Were they yeah. drunk? You know, all that could have been going on. A lot of that factored in. A lot of people we talked about was like people who were notorious for partying, right? So, right. I mean, you kind of have to like think about that. Some of the stories, though, especially the Houdini, um, all the stuff about the Houdini mansion. I was a little late. Um, I think that those are a little bit more believable because there are several encounters. Now, again, granted, you might go into it thinking something is going to happen just because you've heard all the stories about oh, well, the Houdini mansion is very haunted, so be careful and you're going to you're gonna notice things or whatever. Right. But I think I think stuff like this happens. If you want my personal opinion, if you're if you're wanting Brosley's personal opinion on ghosts, I do believe in ghosts. I really do. I mean that wholeheartedly. I do believe in ghosts. Um, I believe, I don't think they're always sinister. Uh, I, I do think that if you are encountering something that is sinister, I don't think it's a ghost. I think, cause I also believe in demons. So I think you have to be really careful with that. I think if you go around looking for demons, you're probably going to get some demons, uh, which is why I will not play with the Ouija board. Um, and I think you're just opening up a doorway, a, a port yeah. and a straight up doorway for the devil himself to come inside when you do that kind of stuff. Um, it, in fact, on Not Religious, uh, we did an episode two years ago. Um, it was a Halloween episode where Brian told a story about him playing with the Ouija board when he was in high school. Um, and all the 
crazy stuff that happens as a result of it. And so, yes, I do. I do think that that stuff is real. Um, but I don't always think that they're, they're a bad thing. Like, like the Kendrick Lamar thing. Okay. What if it wasn't a ghost? What if it was just, he had a dream that Tupac Shakur appeared to him and was like, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Even if that didn't happen, even if it wasn't Tupac's ghost coming to him and doing that, regardless, Kendrick Lamar had some type of experience that inspired him to just keep going when maybe he was feeling like he should stop. So, I don't know. I think things like happen, and I think things like that could happen whether they're subconscious or maybe it was Tupac's ghost that really came to him and was like, "Hey, dude, you're going, you're doing a great job, and you're inspiring a lot of people in this new generation of hip hop artists and fans. Keep doing what you're doing." Right. I think Kendrick Lamar is the Tupac of our time. Right. Um, I also believe that Tupac Shakur is still alive, but that's for another episode. Uh, of course, he anyway. is. Man, he's in Cuba. He's in Cuba. He's hanging out. He's drinking, you know, uh, he's drinking some, um, some uh, drinks with, uh, with, uh, Biggie. Uh, well, no, I think Biggie's dead. <laughs> I think, I think Biggie, if, if Biggie didn't live through the, the shooting, he would have died from a, uh, heart attack or something. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, who, who is it? I, maybe Elvis. I think Elvis would be dead now if Elvis wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard a he lot did. of, I, I've heard a lot of rumors and speculation that he's he's still alive, you know, you know, because it's it could be. I mean, yeah, but he would be like what, like ninety something years old right now, or like eighties, late eighties. If something. Tupac is alive, he's probably hanging out with Avril Lavigne, the original Avril Lavigne. Ah, oh yeah. You know, you heard about that? Yeah, that's I, a crazy story too. I, yeah, there's I didn't this, hear about that. this weird theory. Before we close the show out, there's a weird theory that Avril Lavigne actually died after her first album came out, and the second album was her replacement, hmm. who just happened to look a lot like her. And the record company didn't want to take the chance of losing a bunch of money because their star was now dead, so they brought in this uh, basically a stand-in who just kind of took over her life. Right. Totally different story for another episode. Maybe one day we'll do music conspiracy theories because I love a good conspiracy theory. There you theory go. Too. We all but, do. Hey, we all do. we'll get to that. Uh, so, Blake, why don't you tell us about the Mental Health Minute, sir? Okay. If, if you have it yeah. right there with you. I've got it right here. So today's Mental Health Minute, uh, why not experiment with a new recipe, write a poem, paint, or try a Pinterest project? Creative expression and overall well-being are linked. Um, I I recently told you that I started uh, drawing again. That's been great. Um, yeah. I kind of fell off of it this week just because I've been really busy, but uh, it's very relaxing for me uh, to get back into drawing. Um, I'm not very good at cooking. Uh, but you know, I would like to improve on that. I've got a bunch of recipes that I save on Pinterest, um, that one day I'll get around to trying, but I'm also not much of a poetry guy. Um, any, I've, you know, when it comes to poetry or writing song lyrics, that's not my thing. Uh, but I totally respect people who do that type of stuff. Cause I think that's just a creative part of your brain that not a lot of people, uh, can access. So, uh, more, more power to you. Um, but I did find something I went digging on because it, uh, in particular, it said a Pinterest project. Uh, and my wife stays on Pinterest constantly finding recipes and little projects and stuff. 
but I found something that was called 14 activities that will improve your mental health. Um, it is by the user, uh, flavor and joy. You can find her on Pinterest, um, for that 14 activities that will improve your mental health and more stuff. She posts stuff like that a good bit. So go give that a shot. I know from one, one activity that I really loved doing way back in the day was painting. I'm a, I'm, I yeah. took a painting two years ago, maybe, and I have like about yeah. like ten or twelve paintings I need to show you. But uh, yeah. yeah, but but anybody can can learn how to paint. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter if you paint real good or paint real well. It just matters yeah. if you know, just do it. You know, maybe maybe it'll give you some satisfaction that you haven't felt before. You know, so right? That's always a great thing. So yeah. So we just want to thank you for listening to our show today. Uh, please share this with your friends and family. Um, we are available on multiple podcast apps, including uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, and please be sure to leave a, ra- a rating and review uh, to see if you like if you would like to see our podcast grow in the future. Uh, we'll read your reviews on the show, uh, just like the one that Blake. We'll read here to you now. All right. So we have a review here from Rain2225. Uh, they said, every day I wake up and I pour myself a hearty cup of joe. Mm, I love coffee. Yeah. I walk over to my phone and turn on my favorite podcast in the galaxy. So not the world. We're not in their favorite uh, region in the galaxy. Galaxy so people. A favorite podcast podcast in the galaxy what a huge honor thank you uh when words fail music speaks is the best thing for anyone anyone is what rain 2225 says thank you rain 2225 that was very sweet um also we have one from mph 1997 uh that said that the show is awesome and also said james is cool so not me just James, Nothing about. just like the other person said that they love what James is doing, but not necessarily what I'm doing. I'm actually a hindrance. Now I know that James is cool, and I am not. But it's fine. I accepted that. That's one of the things I'll be hashing out in therapy coming up. I will let them know that James is cool, but, <laughs> but, you're, is but you're not, right? So, but I love you, dude. But so. I- Oh, that's, Love you, man. That's, I, that's I, think, all. I you're cool too. That's, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Hey, we're all, cool. You're cool. I'm cool. We're all cool. It's we're great. all we're all cool. So, uh, so the best. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I love you. <laughs> and so does Allie. Allie loves you. She married you. So. She doesn't think I'm cool. What? She married. She married you, man. You know. She. Uh, yeah. She's now. She's bound by legal terms to think I'm cool. There we go. I guess. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I guess too. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so the best way to keep up with us is to follow us by our social media uh, on Instagram, uh, Wet Wordsville Podcast, uh, Facebook, WWFMS Podcast, Twitter, at Wet Wordsville MS. Uh, you can also email us on email. Uh, obviously, right. <laughs> So obviously. <laughs> on at gmail.com. We're on YouTube where you can see this video right here. On youtube.com slash Music Speaks. We're on TikTok also. When Music Speaks. Website is when Music Speaks.com. 
and I will link our link to our merchandise below. Hey, hey. Because it's such right. a long thing, I don't think, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Just click the link and it'll take it right there. We have shirts, masks, laptop bags, uh, kids' clothes, um, stickers, I think, right? We got stickers there too, I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should we know what we should do next year. We should have Halloween uh we should have when Words Found Music Speaks Halloween candy bags. Yes. That you can uh, you can give your little trick-or-treaters and let them take it around and uh fill up their candy bags and then they can get a bunch of cavities. Please don't sue us for any medical expenses. We'll make um, you sign a waiver. Yeah, well, there's a there's a little waiver included inside the. Before, make sure you pull that out and you sign it before you hit that. Before you hit right. that, add to cart. We'll make it sound like a waiver, so there's something yeah. you won't get anything from us. All you get like is like a C4 and like protein protein powder. That's it. Again, so I might give you a little coy because these are pretty pricey in this household. <laughs> um, but it's podcaster salary. That's right. Uh, anyway, you can find me on the uh, Instagram and Twitter. I uh, post pretty regularly on the Instagram. I'm trying to get better about my Twitter. Uh, I am at Blake underscore Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Ys, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y-Y-Y. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also on TikTok. That is at Blake Brosley. Still has no follow-up to the uh, to the video I did before. Um, but, hey, I, I'm going to Disney World next week. Might make a TikTok while I'm at Disney, right? Guess we'll have to see. You'll be so, in a happy place on Earth, dude. That's right. I'll have to make some kind of happy TikTok from the happiest place on Earth celebrating Halloween. But not in the galaxy. That's our podcast. Our podcast yeah. is the best thing on the Maybe Galaxy's Edge, but... Uh, Maybe. Hollywood. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so sources for this episode come from RollingStone.com, Loudwire.com, and Alternative Press. We do not own any of the music used in this episode, and no copyright infringement is intended. James, take us out. So, thank you for listening, and always remember, when words fail, music speaks, and happy Halloween, everybody. Bye, guys. I heard your dog. You heard Penny? Yeah. yeah.